0: I'm Harry the happy car. <laughs> I cruise all the highways there are. <laughs> the reason he's happy is service so snappy, the best for your
1: auto by far.
2: Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for The Spud Goodman Radio Show, 60 Minutes of Audio on the Internet. So now, without further ado, here is the studio orchestra of The Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who
3: are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the World Wide Web. It's Spud sp-
4: sp- 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 Goodman. Greetings. I am Spud Goodman, all right? Welcome to our show. We offer a full money-back guarantee to each and every listener, you know, if anyone's not satisfied with this episode. So, uh, yeah, uh, they're going to receive, or you will receive, uh, uh, a deeply, you know, one of those we're deeply sorry emails uh, within 24 hours. That's the plan, at least. So if you feel the, the deep depths of disappointment after listening to this show, just shoot us your email address. And one of our interns will personally send you a heartfelt apology. Never, ever accuse me of not caring. All right? Okay. With me again tonight is uh, show sales manager, Gerald Holcomb. Uh, You can say a couple words. Oh, uh, thank you,
5: Spud. (laughs) It's a privilege to once again serve as your co-host. I promise I will do my best to stay out of the way and let you do your thing. I did extensive research this week to prepare for the role of co-host, and I think I've got a firm grasp on
4: what's needed. Hell yeah. Hell no, you haven't. Absolutely. Like, sit there and don't say anything. Hmm. You know? If so, uh, we won't have any problems. I am glad, though, that you put the time in to do your homework on what makes a successful co-host. But hey, don't get your hopes up, all right? If, if Chick does not return to the show, then I'm going to be asking management to, you know, like, let me go back to working alone. All right.
5: Hey, That's ridiculous. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Yeah, don't don't ask me. I just do what I'm told and our executive producer made it clear to me that my assignment, at least for the time being, is to be at your side, you know.
4: Let's Make sure things go smoothly. Okay, well we, we know what that means. That, that means adult supervision. Oh. The long arm of the man. Uh, no, 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 no. You're just trying to oppress me. I get this, and it's an injustice. Number one. But don't don't shoot the messenger. So, w- what do you want
5: to talk about tonight? I took the liberty of filling out some note cards. I've got interesting topics for what? us to
4: discuss. Well, I, I thought it could help us engage. No, no, the no. Listeners. I I will determine what we're going to be talking about. And right. You know, right now I also need to acknowledge a third person on the mic with us tonight. Oh. Now, this woman I, I myself invited to be part of the show. Please say hello to Gina, our designated laugher. Welcome back to the show, Gina.
6: Hello, Spud. And hello, whatever your name is.
5: Uh, it's Gerald. Uh, you, you laugh,
4: laugh at what? She she was on our show two weeks ago, man. And she served oh. our human laugh track. Right. It it didn't really go that well, and I, and I asked her for you know for a do over because I know for a fact I can make Gina laugh really really hard, but I was just off that show.
6: I laughed at some of the stuff you said. But as the show went on, you just weren't as funny. Mm-hmm. By the end of the show, it was pretty awful to be on honest.
4: Um, well, like I said though, it was just an off night. Everybody has off nights, all right. Even LeBron. <sighs> you know, this one, you're going to be wetting your pants on it. Or, or if there's a dramatic moment, there's going to be tears streaming down your cheeks. Count yeah, yeah.
6: on it. Oh, Whatever. I'm ready to begin. Uh, to start off, I will be using my standard can laugh until I start to feel it naturally. I mean, I could fake it for the whole show if that's what you want. Some men don't appreciate it. Maybe you're one who doesn't care about authenticity.
4: Well, you know, to be honest, I, I'd rather not think about whether you're faking it or not. Uh, I'm not actually built to handle that. It's too nuanced. I've never been really good at figuring that stuff out.
5: Really. Oh, you and me too, Spud. I'll tell you, the little woman and I have had many a discussion about this
4: topic. Hey, hey, and I hey, got- hey, hey Know your role, okay? No one hmm. wants to hear about your marital problems. This oh. is the Spud Goodman Show, not the Gerald Holcomb Show. I, I was just trying to help.
6: So I'm ready whenever you are, Spud. <laughs> you, you know,
4: that sounded so fake. Um, and <laughs> what- now, now you got in my head. Now you're in my head. What I do with a woman is try
5: not to be so judgmental. I, I just... Just assume the best
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah okay well right now we're gonna go to a song that was recorded on my show at KTCZ studio in Seattle in the early 90s It was by an Australian band called Frente and the song is labor of love off the album Marvin which by the way was just re-released 21 years after it first came out here's the song <laughs>
7: Oh, for it all Or do you just see right through are you as cool As you believe Or oh, are you playing high Are you waiting Just to quietly cloak my guide. Are you waiting For a moment to leave I don't what you said to what I believe you meant I don't know anything at all I'm standing in the push and shove And I'm just within the rescue of the labor of your love I can't do anything but fall. Do I feel like I can never find you. But do I feel like I'm the only survivor. What am I thinking of? You and me and the labor of love. One chance, one shot. Oh, that's all anybody ever got. New boy still all naked in the rush out dancing in my gutter and if you wanna find me call me i'll be far from the cars and guitars and everybody But do feel like i can never find you But do feel like i'm the only survivor why am i thinking Survivor Why am I thinking of you and me and the Labor of Love?
3: This is
8: the Spud Show. Show. Hey this is Larry the Cable Guy and if you're listening to the Spud Show. Anyway, I think you are not, you're a communist. Uh, Deuce, uh, I'm not even listening to
5: the Spud Show. What the hell am I talking about? Hey, hey Spud, just uh, one of my favorite parts, the first caller is on the line. All right. Okay.
4: All right, please welcome Adam Carolla back to the show. Thanks very much for carving time out to visit with us tonight, Adam.
8: Oh, thanks for uh, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's great to be back.
4: Man, your, your schedule's a bit like our president's, except uh, you have friends who are willing to be seen with you in public, like many, many friends, right? Uh,
8: <laughs> and yeah. I, don't, I don't have any time to golf.
4: Well, okay, all right. Um, but you're going to be appearing at the Neptune Theater in Seattle. And no, 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 this is not the uh, only thing uh, on your schedule all in Seattle that day. You're going to be also signing bottles of your own line of wine, Mangria, at Total Wine and More in Seattle. Adam, here's my question. Did your handlers make a recon visit to see if you can motorcade from the wine place to the theater and still make your show on time?
8: Yeah, I think we, uh, I think I had some of my Secret Service guys walk it this year. Yeah, we did it, we did the same thing last year, I believe, and, you know, it's a tight schedule because, you know, I'm driving out of Portland that that morning, so it makes It makes for a full day, but uh, it's a good day because I get to uh, hang with my uh, Seattleites, which is, for me, the best city uh, and the best
4: fans. All right, that's for the record. All right, super. Well, you know, I have to say, when preparing to interview you, it takes about four hours or so to adequately scan the overview of Adam Corolla Incorporated. Uh, I'm going to take a deep breath uh, and begin. Just give, bear with me. <clears throat> let's let's touch on some of the branches of your operation and start with The Adam Corolla Show, which has set the world record for most downloads of a podcast. You produce many TV shows and currently co-star on the Spike TV program Catch a Contractor. You're also a voice actor, too, as you're on Family Guy. You own a swanky Hollywood restaurant, mouthful. You also have cranked out books that have sold quite well. The latest uh, President Me, The America, that's in my head. You have a freaky line of wine, as I mentioned earlier, Mangria, that is killing. Did uh, someone say movies? Yeah. When is Road Hard coming out? I could go on, but I need a hit of five-hour energy as I'm drained right now. Please respond while I catch my breath. <laughs>
8: uh, yeah, we did a uh, independent comedy called Road Hard. It's just being finished up uh, as we speak. So uh, it's in post, as they say. I uh, also did a documentary on the racing life of Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. So that'll be coming out pretty soon as well. And if people can to go to AdamCarolla.com, we'll keep you posted on all this stuff. but yeah, it's been a fruitful, busy few years, and uh, a lot of multitasking going on. but you know, uh, but nice variety.
4: Uh, yeah. I'd say it's a varied uh, a resume, and uh, you're, you're obviously you're you're working a lot. Let's just put it that way. I guess that's the best way to cap it. So, um, so I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah really. Well, one last thing, I, I was remiss in not mentioning. You have a freaking asteroid named in your honor, asteroid four five three five, Adam Corolla. How the hell did this go down?
8: There's a astrophysicist out of. Uh, His name is Tom Burbine, and he's out of, I don't know, Yale or Harvard or something. And he's a big fan. And so he he was able to name an asteroid after me. And I told him, and it's official and everything, and I told him, thanks, this is awesome, until it hits Texas and destroys our civilization. And then it's going to be like one of those Bruce Willis movies where, like, you know, asteroid Adam Carolla is plummeting toward the earth and it's going to cause a nuclear winter and sudden certain doom and then I'm going to be the bad guy.
4: Yeah, I guess there could be some negative career impact with that, huh?
8: Well, I mean, it'll be academic because we'll all be dead. But for the weeks coming up to the point where we're extinct, it's going to be going to be rough on Twitter.
4: Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I can. I can. I can. Yeah, geez. All right. Well, let me ask you a a love line question, if I might. What is a you know, is Doctor Drew really a human? Because it, it appears that maybe someone created him in a lab, as he seems flawless in all ways. Does he have any imperfections like the rest of us?
8: Um, yeah, he had a panic attack once when we were doing "Love Line" on on MTV. So really, he and, yeah. He, an honest to goodness had to stop the show. Uh, panic attack.
4: Did you talk him down?
8: I did. We well, I went to his dressing room and I yelled at him to get back on stage and to sit there and I would finish the show if he just sat there and, uh, and he went and did it.
4: Oh. So he is human. Yeah. All right, that's for the record. We yeah, you gotta, be,
8: you gotta be human to have a panic attack.
4: That's true, all right. Hey, well, regarding your line of wine, Mangria, where did that idea come from? Because, like, say, Francis Ford Coppola and other famous Hollywood figures have their own brand out, but no one has a fortified product, i.e. a better buzz except you, Right.
8: Uh, you know, not that I'm aware of. Uh, 21% alcohol, and it's really a ready-to-pour cocktail. as, as much as it is a, a wine. It's it's uh, called Mangria, and it's basically turbocharged sangria. And it sounds like a joke, but when you taste it, you'll you'll know it's not a joke. It's it's really good stuff. It comes out of Napa. It's uh, high quality, and we sold. 40,000 cases of it thus far and it's been going really really well it's fun because it's not just another tequila or or another vodka or another rum it's 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 its own separate category
4: wow okay super well my listeners can check that out Um, have you thought about asking Adam if he still hangs out with Jimmy Kimmel I know that's private stuff and who asked you for your input here anyway well I just wondered about it, as I know they're really close friends, and I thought maybe... Nate, does your job title say talk show host? No, but I thought... Hey, a co-host is to be seen and not heard, okay? Right. All right, well, hey, this is a documented Adam Carolla quote. Uh, turn your brain on and see how efficient you can be at something new. What is something you yourself have tried in your life that you were previously afraid of doing? Oh, let's
8: see. I've, I've been doing so many... Different things uh, lately, uh, books and you know all all kinds of stuff. I've been doing a lot of car racing lately. That's something that I previously hadn't done, and I've been kind of uh, kind of working and driving in vintage vintage car racing, which has been something that's been a little scary and a little exciting.
4: Uh, yeah. Over the past few years. Yeah, I was going to ask and, you about that. All right. Well, here we are. Well, yeah, because you own like a buttload of vintage like Lamborghinis, right? From like from the sixties and seventies. Uh, where do you take those out for a spin at it? Besides racing, I don't know if you go down to the Beverly Center or the swap meet on Melrose. I mean, but where you, where do you uh, tool around town in them?
8: Uh, I don't. I, you don't race. I, I race uh, race cars. Those those cars are street cars. All right. So they're not. You know, you can just go around town in them; they're fine. But the race cars are are actual race cars, and those are those are those. That's a completely different endeavor. The other ones just kind of take the take the car out for a walk, kind of a thing.
4: Well, I know you've won some races. How many people have you punched in the pits?
8: Oh, uh, just just the occasional. ISIS or Al Qaeda member, Uh, but nobody, nobody on anybody else's team. It's all, it's all been pretty cordial.
4: So you're a good winner, then, huh? Yes. All right. Why not? All right. Yeah, really. All right. Well, last question, Uh, Adam Carolla. If you could change one thing in the uh, in the world uh, that we live in right now, what would it be? Uh,
8: well, for a just a global way to cure the world of all its ill, I would say, people who have no business having kids stop having kids for 10 years and let's see what happens. Because I bet every problem in the world would go away. If you, if you have no business, if you can't afford it, if you're too stupid, if you're not going to make them breakfast, whatever it is, I just like to see a world where for one decade, all the dingbats. I include my parents in this group, by the way, mm-hmm. who shouldn't have kids, would stop having kids, or just limit it to one kid. I, I think every problem, prison, overcrowding, unemployment, I think it all I think it would all just melt away. So that's what I would like to see.
4: Wow, if stupid is at the top of the criteria list to have a child, wow, we're talking beyond uh, minus population growth. All right, that's an interesting concept. All right, super. Um, So we want to thank you so much for calling in tonight, and uh, we just appreciate it, okay? I appreciate
8: you having me on the program again.
4: Absolutely. Mr. Adam Carolla. For
8: all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear.
3: This
1: is the Spud Goodman
4: Show. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Please say hello to Blanco Bronco. All right, gentlemen, name, rank, and birth sign, please. Uh, Manjo, I am the Spud Goodman of the band, and
9: I am an Aries.
10: Uh, Tyler Royster, and uh, I'm a Virgo.
8: Heath Jergens,
4: I am a rogue. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the record. Super. Well, uh, for the uninformed gentlemen, where do babies come from?
9: That's a good question. I'm an educator, so I'm primed to make uneducated answers. Um, st- dorks.
0: Right. That's so hot.
4: Super. Hey, uh, what's, what's the band's favorite uh, thing to blame President Obama for? Myself, I'm going to go with the weak-ass season of uh, The Walking Dead so far, but w- which, what's your take?
10: That's a good Our one. Our singer. <laughs> <laughs>
4: My belly button. Mm.
9: Oh, well, I don't know. Let's see. Boater. Tacoma
4: Potholes. Potholes is a good one. Potholes. All right, there you go. That, that's a good one. All right. Um, hey, why do you think so many bands write songs about love.
9: It's easy. Hmm. So you got a lot of oh, ooh babies in there, you know what I mean? Ooh baby, ooh baby, one more time. Ooh baby. It's easy to do.
4: Alright, that's for the run. I guess that explains it. Alright, super. So what is the name of the first song you're gonna do?
9: Uh without love you love yourself, so it's a love song. I I,
4: I teed that <laughs> up for you. Especially for you. Alright, here we go. Please say hello to Blanco Bronco.
9: mind at all. Looks like I'm out of place, but I don't mind. It's always hit and miss, but I don't know it all. It's always right and wrong, but I don't mind. I don't see it all. I saw your wedding, dear, but I don't mind. Looks like I'm out of space, but I don't mind at all. Looks like I'm out of place, but I don't mind. Yes, goodbye. We start to cry. Now we start.
2: Return to more action packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, excuse me, Spud,
5: but uh, your mom's on the phone. I-, I told them to tell her to call you later, as I know you don't want to be disturbed while you're on the air. Well,
4: no, I-, I don't, but that's never stopped her before. H- have
5: you met my mom? Uh, no, I can't say that I have. I bet she's a wonderful mom who dotes on you.
4: Seriously. Well, I'm not really sure what dotes means, but, you know, she's a pretty good mom, you know. The, the thing is, though, she will not take no for an answer if we don't take her call. The woman loves being on the air. And she's just going to keep calling until we give in. So, I mean, I mean, she is relentless. So just, I say, put her through. No, Let me see if she's there. Oh. Mom, are you there? She's got this cheesy phone. I don't even know how's if it works. My baby, how's
11: my baby doing tonight? I uh, thought you were going to come over today for lunch. I made your favorite grilled chicken and, no, grilled cheese for you, darling. Yeah, I don't like uh, chicken anymore. dog, Bunky, who comes by every day to say hi, he's adorable. Yeah. So, what happened?
4: Well, I'm, I'm glad Bunky enjoyed my uh, grilled cheeses. Dinner? I, actually. Yes, sir. I kind of got distracted playing wee Bowling, because you, you know how I can lose myself in doing that, and pretty soon a day or two goes by.
11: I know the woman with you, Gina, is just a coworker, right? As you made it clear to me a few weeks ago, she's not potential wife material. Hello,
6: Mrs. Goodman.
11: Oh, so who is that fellow with you? Well, in the
4: that was that was Gina, and this the the, the dude with me. He's a, a temporary co-host. At least that's. What I consider him, his name's Gerald, and he's the sales manager here on the show. So say hi, Gerald, to my mom. Uh, hey, Mrs. Goodman, I hope you're having a pleasant evening.
11: Well, I was until I started watching the Dr. Phil show earlier. Spud, I had never thought about what he brought up.
4: What who brought up?
11: Dr. Phil! He made a mom on the show start crying after he asked her if she had taught her son how to love. Bud, tell me the truth. Do you understand what love is? What it means?
4: I I don't know. I mean, can we talk about this some other time, please?
11: I won't be able to sleep tonight worrying about what I may have done to you. Dr. Phil said it is a mother's duty to show her son how to express love. So, this probably explains why you live alone and will probably die alone.
4: Well, geez, Mom, thanks for that uplifting uh, bit of... uh Yeah,
5: mrs. Goodman very often men are able to overcome the lack of adequate nurturing by their mothers But on the other hand I saw this episode of Jerry Springer And this guy was talking about his mother always hitting on his friends when they would come over after school when he was growing up He said it led him to date high school girls well into his 40s.
0: That's so hot (sighs) Wow,
4: so mom don't worry about anything you saw on dr. Phil's show, you know He's not a real doctor, right? You know, I, th- I think he got, like, an online PhD or something. He can't operate on people or anything.
11: Nonsense. Dr. Phil is a real doctor. I mean, he calls himself a doctor.
4: Never fear.
2: Yeah. Well, here. Do,
4: do not worry about you not teaching me how to love. I do just fine in this area, Mom. So let's just forget and change the subject, right? Uh, I got to go. Giving and receiving
5: love is something my mom tried to educate me on. But to this day... I experience difficulty
4: with intimacy. My wife feels She's enough with the personal information. Who cares? So, Mom, I have to go here. Promise me you're not going to watch that dick Dr. Phil anymore. His show is a joke.
11: I will always watch Dr. Phil. He's a brilliant man, and no matter how much you criticize him, it won't affect my opinion of him.
5: Uh, Mrs. Goodman, my mom enjoys him, too. She
4: knows he's full of crap but she thinks he's sexy. Americans
3: love
5: a
4: woman. I got to go, Mom. I promise I will come by on Sunday and take care of those leaves in the backyard, all right? All right, bye. Okay. Bye, darling. I love you. Yeah, I love you, too. Bye, Mrs. Goodman.
5: Bye,
6: Mrs. Goodman. All right.
5: (laughs) Hey, hey, Spud. Hey, Spud. You know, I still have those note cards in the old pocket here. I'm ready to stir up some interesting conversation. That's good to know. (laughs) Uh, So, Spud, listen, as sales manager, I've been brainstorming with our executive producer, Lori, and we both feel that something bold is necessary to bring up the ratings of this show. Yeah. With better numbers, it'd be a lot easier for me to try and get an advertiser for the program. So, uh, what do you want me to do about it? (laughs) Nice, Gina. Well, I've taken a look around at what seems to be popular. Uh, You know, what, what the shows that get the really good ratings are doing. It seems like there's a model out there, and maybe we could try to emulate
4: it and see if we can take things to another level. You want me to showcase my butt like Kim Kardashian? That's going to be a tough (laughs) sell. I mean, what the hell can I do that's different? I mean, I've done everything I
5: could possibly do. No, no. To this point. I was thinking more like the Fox News channel. They're number one for a reason, you know. Roger Ailes has found the recipe on how to make a ratings
4: monster. I think we could learn from him.
5: Seriously.
4: (laughs) Roger Ailes? You want me to go over to the dark side to boost the ratings? That's a no can do. No, no, no. Wait a minute.
5: Wait a minute. Before you make a rash decision here, his recipes, is really simple, and not that hard to duplicate. There's no heavy lifting for you, Spud. With just a few simple changes in the what? program, we can get this show aired in every market in America.
6: Did he say parakeet or market?
5: I think it was market. <laughs> Gina, g- Gina, could I ask you a question? I know it has yet to be determined if you'll be a regular part of the show, but say you were. Would you be willing to wear a blonde wig on the show? Maybe a cocktail dress with some nice jewelry and just a bit more makeup. Actually, probably a lot more makeup.
6: Uh Wait, are you serious? That sounds really creepy to me. Well, now
5: hold your judgment until I can explain. You would just be playing a role like an actor. If you're going to stay with the show, all you would have to do is doll yourself up a bit each week for the promo pictures, and we would plaster them all over the internet and get the word out that the Spud Goodman show features the hottest women in the
4: radio talk show business. So basically, you want me to, uh, like, pimp out women for ratings. That's what you're talking
5: about, right? Uh The man. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. You've got it all wrong, Spot. Roger Ailes has tapped into what makes a news operation successful. He's just giving the people what they want. We begin with Gina here, then we start to build our stable of blondes, and maybe with the occasional brunette thrown in. Maybe we set up a chat room for them to communicate with our
4: male no, listeners. No, no. The answer's no. I don't have time right now to discuss this BS. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, we are going to move on here. Uh, I think it's time for our job of the week segment. Is he on the line?
2: It's time once again for the Spud Goodman Show's salute to individual enterprise and initiative The Job of the Wing
4: Well, please welcome to the show Criminal Defense Attorney Jim Turner Hello, Jim, and thank you for taking the time uh, out from springing your innocent until proven guilty clients from jail
12: no problem, Mr. Goodman.
4: Um, you know, we try to highlight on this show potential careers for our young listeners who may be searching for the right employment position to pursue later in life, and maybe also for those millions of aging adults who uh, have had the jobs, you know, that they held for decades abruptly taken from them and now need a new direction to explore. So a criminal defense attorney, uh, good career move or not? Well, I, I
12: think it is. It's one of those things that i it's recession-proof. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always work in the criminal law field. Uh, if you're uh, being retrained as an older adult, it does take about 20 years of education from kindergarten oh. through through law school. So it might take a little while to get your certification.
4: Oh, oh, okay. I'll write that one down. Uh, I'm guessing you don't have like apprentice lawyers, or so someone would have to really do the whole six years of college and hey, whatever. Well, maybe, maybe it's more the youngsters we're going to direct this this uh, interview towards. Um,
12: so there is a, a, a program called the Rule 6 where you can study underneath another lawyer and you never uh, have to go to law school, but you still have to pass the bar.
4: Really? Well, that, t-
12: that takes about three years at least, too.
4: Ew, three years? Okay. How tough was it to pass the bar? I mean, you can't really, uh, I mean, is there any sort of like little, uh, y- there's no bar test for dummies books out there? Is there?
12: Well, they're, they're, frankly, there probably are books like that. Uh, My experience is most of the people who completed law school successfully and and the ones that weren't either overconfident or freaked out by it all passed the test without a lot of problem.
4: Okay. All right. Super. Um, Hey, when you meet with criminals in jail, do they ever ask you for contraband like a spare Snickers or some Altoids?
12: I I have been asked people to sneak meth into the jail for them, but I decline to do that.
4: What was that? Sneak what?
12: Meth. Methamphetamine.
4: Oh, oh that's a criminal You're defense. dealing with
12: a particular clientele Spud, so you know uh, they they ask for all kinds of things.
4: Well, okay, all right. Um say so what does a criminal defense attorney do when a client admits to you that uh, they did it? Does it does it make your job way harder to try to prove he or she is innocent?
12: Well, I think to be honest, it's it's harder when you really feel the client is innocent. So we all put our own feelings on hold. Because you don't want to lose that objectivity or get, get too stressed out. But mm-hmm. frankly, the primary thing we do is make sure that the government hasn't overreached or violated someone's rights and that they actually get a fair trial. It's uh, quite common that Clyde admitted it or it's obvious that they did it, but you still defend them the best you can. And sometimes they're not guilty verdicts because the state really can't prove their case.
4: Hmm. All right. You know, I was wondering, when, when clients are locked up in jail and they show up in court with a suit on, how does that happen? Does a men's warehouse or uh, someplace have like a deal with the county or state to provide free suits?
12: Well, uh, there's no deal. Most public defender's offices keep a, a wardrobe of clothes in various sizes, and hey. we often send people out to the Goodwill to get them something in their sides but usually the family brings it into the jail and they can bring one outfit the morning of the trial and they can come trade them in every morning
4: so you don't like have consultants that uh, that you uh, you know like go over the wardrobe and everything before you actually let your defendant be seen in court you would really
12: no. well you know we do have certain rules of thumb you know some people look so stiff in a suit you tell them not to uh, because you don't want the jury to see them uncomfortable and think it's because they're lying. So, But you want to make sure they look nice, a collared shirt, slacks, not jeans, and decent shoes. Just, just want to sort of try to fit the comfort level of your client and what you feel the jury would think was appropriate to wear to court.
4: Um, Say, when you do lose a case and the person goes to prison, do they get pissed off and like try to blame you and the judge? Because I found from watching a lot of courtroom shows on TV, most criminals tend to avoid taking responsibility for their behavior and scapegoat others.
12: Well, that's true. I've been lucky enough to have a good rapport with my clients and, and earnestly and sincerely try to do my best for them that they I've never really had much of a problem with that, but they're always those that are convinced that I that you know, it's 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 everyone else's fault and not their own. So you become one of those people they blame it on.
4: On the other side of the coin, have you ever had some happy clients that were so uh, pleased that you got them off that like they offered to wash your car for life or anything or? I I have
12: upon occasion. The yeah. People have been very, uh, you know, have offered to do things for me or, or sent me a thank you cards, the Starbucks cards, things like that, or yeah. some or bring cookies. or.
4: Super. Uh, they don't send talk show hosts Starbucks cards or anything. I can tell you that. I've never gotten any. All right. Uh, say, Jim, what's been your most memorable moment in the courtroom as a criminal defense attorney?
12: I uh, Recently, I had a college kid. He was a black kid, had never been in trouble, 21 up in Bellingham, who uh, was charged with assaulting a, another a white student after he was surrounded by a bunch of them who were basically uh, threatening to beat him up. And uh, and the police had come by, just shut down the party and saw him and throw the punch, but they didn't ask anybody any questions. And uh, his previous lawyer had pled him guilty to assault in the second degree, which is a strike offense. And I was able to get a not guilty verdict for him. And that was very rewarding and i did that one pro bono
4: wow super yeah the word on the street is you've done a few of those cases pro bono which means in, in, in case anybody doesn't know you don't get paid so yeah um yeah all i want to say is uh can we call you sometime if we have some uh, issues that we might uh, be in need of your services
12: hey no problem all just right. remember don't lie to the police just don't say anything ask for a lawyer
4: all right, there you go. That's Mr. Jim Turner, and he can be found in the phone book. He uh, right now is practicing in Tacoma, Washington. Is that correct?
12: Yes, my office is technically in Lakewood, but I'm basically practicing Tacoma. All
4: right, super. Mr. Jim Turner, criminal defense attorney, thank you so much. Thank you. This is the spy Goodman Show. Looks just like the real thing. Once again, Blanco Bronco.
9: California, I was way past my prime. I was a lawyer, misinformer. I was engaged in the crime. I was a warrior. I was your nightmare. I was your savior, disguised. I was dancing with all the devils, having the latest great time. time. With all the devils having the latest great time I was your warrior, I was your savior I was your angel, this I was dancing with all the devils Having the latest great time, time I was a DJ in Mississippi, I didn't take any time I was a lawyer, farmer. I was engaged in the crime I was your warrior, I was your savior, I was your angel disguised I was dancing with all the devils, having the latest great time, time.
2: Goodman Radio Show.
8: Hey guys, this is Reggie Lee. I play Sergeant Wu on NBC's Grim, and I listen to the Spud Goodman Show. So uh, why don't you do the same? How about that? It's a great show. Check it out.
5: Hey, hey, uh, Spud, uh, I'm, I'm excited. My favorite part. You got another caller, a famous caller. All right, let me see. Hang it. on.
4: All right, please welcome actor, writer, illustrator and stand-up comedian Harlan Williams to the show. Greetings to you, Harlan.
13: And don't forget Supermodel.
4: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. All right. I'll write that yeah,
13: down. I'm, actually, I just, I'm on a break. I'm in Milan. I uh, just finished doing some catwalking for Dolce & Gabbana. Oh. Wow. And uh, I'm in my dressing room. They're fitting me right now. And I took the time out to talk to you. It's a, what a tasty treat.
4: Yeah, we are blessed. Um, so Yeah,
13: I- you are. You definitely are. I'm glad I didn't have to say it. But you recognize
4: me. I do. So good for you. I do. Well, before we begin, true or false, were you a forest ranger? At one time in your life, I mean, you can take the fifth if you wish.
13: Ah, uh, true. That was true. All right. Back in the day when I was in my twenties, I was a forest ranger.
4: Very cool. Wow, that's. Do yeah, a... you want to hear
13: a moose call?
4: Uh, I'd love
0: to.
13: Ow! I just stubbed my t- hoof. Ow! Dang. Do you want to hear a moose mating call?
4: Oh, that would be very erotic.
13: Oh god. Oh god. That's all oh,
4: right there, baby. Oh, really? Yeah, super. Um, yeah. Well, well, let's deal with this. <laughs> you, you're bi-country, correct? Um, so you have some I'm knowledge. By what? You're bi-country uh because you, you have some knowledge of wildlife because you're both a citizen of Canada and the US. Does that burden okay, ever get too much to be handled?
13: I thought you meant I was bisexual for a second. No way.
4: No, I would well, you know, I could broach that later, but seriously, you are <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> what was it? I'm bi-country-al? Is that what you said? You're bi-country. <laughs> you're, uh, you're a citizen of two countries, correct? Yes. All right. I'm a
13: citizen of the world.
4: There you go. But
13: according to government paperwork, I'm bi-country. But all right. we're all just citizens of the planet. We, this is our, our sphere. We live on it. And I don't like that we're all divided up and put into compartments like we're in a giant, round grocery store.
4: Right, right. Well, um, i got to ask you this, though. Do you have to vote twice in each election? Because voting is draining. Most people in America just don't have the energy. <laughs>
13: um, I can vote, uh, yes, I can vote twice if I wanted to.
4: Well, that's pretty special.
13: Yeah, so I'm controlling the fate of most of North America, I guess. Is, is Mexico part of South America or North America?
4: I don't know how I'll have to Google that, but you, I sure wish you are a little more active in these recent midterms, but that's another topic for another day. Um, so uh, let's, let's discuss your movie career. You've done a ton of movies over the years, Com- a lot of comedies like Half-Baked, Dumb and Dumber, There's Something About Mary. So my question is, big difference in craft services doing movies over TV?
13: Uh, you know, it it varies with every production, and for the layperson that doesn't know what craft services is, that doesn't mean you got a faulty box of uh, craft singles and, you know, you got to take them into the shop. Craft services is the food table and the meals that are prepared for cast and crew during a production.
4: Free? Huh? Free? Free Free. food. Free food. That's what I'm talking about. Free food. That's all what people are interested in. Let's face it.
13: It's free, yeah. And it changes with every production. Like, I did a movie called Rocket Man, where the craft services, it was like, you could go at lunch or dinner, and they had three different entrees you could choose from, and 70 desserts. It was like being at a gourmet restaurant, and then when we did the movie Half-Baked, I think they might have gone behind a Denny's and scraped the crap out of a dumpster because it was, it was probably the worst craft services I've ever had. It was, it was pathetic. So every production you do, it, it changes.
4: Super. Yeah, we don't really probably want to even touch on what radio studios serve because, I mean, we have a couple of little mini bags of, you know, those little pretzels we give our, mostly for our interns because guests won't touch them. So anyway... Um, Let me deal with this. You've written children's books. Maybe some people might not know that about you. Um, Do you find that constricting as you must wrap up every story with a happy ending?
13: No, because it's a a different element to what I do. You know, my stand-up and my movies are kind of geared more towards adults, and then I get to kind of go into this kind of immature, crazy world in the mindset of a kid where... You know, with kids, anything goes. You, you can talk about a floating jellyfish with a cheeseburger on its face and, you know, a tail the length of, uh, you know, a cargo ship. And, and it's just, it's imagination plus. So it's a fun, playful world to go into. I get to work in nightclubs at night and be Dr. Seuss in the day. It's fun.
4: Oh, super. Um, So, uh, when you do the TV talk show circuit, and you've done them all, Letterman, Tonight Show, Conan, all those, do they get pissed when you deviate from the pre-questions the staff run by you? Like, what happens if you go rogue and just start tossing stuff off the top of your head? Would you go to talk show jail or something?
13: No, I mean, in my case it's been uh it's been a good asset. They love it, especially Conan. I mean with Conan, I go off all the time but uh but every now and then you know it rubs them the wrong way. I did Letterman once and i I did a comment off the cuff and Letterman got kind of mad at me, and I think he ended the segment a bit early, but uh but uh, for the most part they love it because my fortunately for me, my off the cuff remarks are usually really, really funny. So they they make them look good, that makes the show look good, it makes me look good, so Right. That's just what I do. I do that in most of my movies, like in Dumb and Dumber and Something About Mary, Half Baked, Rock and Man, all of them I've I've improvised tons of those lines, those famous lines in those movies, like You've been sucking back on Granddaddy's cough syrup, and it's you know it's breed time, baby, and you know all that stuff. So it's it's been really fun, man.
4: Did you get co-writing credit for any of those? Uh, any screenwriting credits in the with the guild? I don't.
13: I did a movie called Meet the Robinsons for Disney, where I did a voice of Carl the robot, and they actually gave me like an improvising fee because. I was coming up with so much stuff that was beyond what the writers were doing, so they kind of gave me a little bonus bump for Sweet. being so creative in the sessions. I was making up a lot of funny stuff that they used, so so yeah, that was kind of cool.
4: Absolutely. Um, hey, you also had, or had, uh, that's what I'm asking here, a part-time music project on the side. Are you still doing that uh, with your cousin Kevin from the Bare Naked Ladies? Oh
13: yeah, man. We're, uh, my, my cousin, Kevin and I have a, a band and here's the name of it. Ready? The cousins.
4: There you go. All right. And uh, it's
13: pretty cool. We're actually working on some new songs and uh, I just put up a new website, com just got kind of revamped. And if you go there, you can actually, uh, we've actually got rock videos up and we've got songs. You can actually download our songs now and stuff. And, uh, our latest song, believe it or not, is a dance rave song called "Power Pound." Wow! wow. And the lyrics are kind of like, "I want a party, I want a party on your face. I want to power pound your face," and it's really good
4: very You'll catchy very catchy you know yeah. I, I had the bare Nick and ladies on my cable show uh, TV show uh, years ago yeah. <clears throat> actually I I brought it with my part, our show my show orchestra accordion Joe who is the world's only uh, accordion playing Elvis impersonator and he uh, he uh, really really hit it off with the guys so they're cool guys
13: yeah well my cousin Kevin actually plays the accordion in the band when they when they do the shows. so yeah they're a great band and uh, yeah, I feel like me and my cousin do some really cool, fun, uh, catchy pop tunes. So if you, want, if you want to listen to them, watch some rock videos, download some of our tunes, go to harlanwilliams.com and click on the music page and uh, have at her. Have uh, fun.
4: All right, super. Well, i hey, um, just wondering if Harlan here is a Canadian citizen too. Maybe he might know some company in his other country that would want to hook up with us. We're not going to hit up guests for sales leads for you. That's your job, and it sure looks like you aren't doing it very well. I, I just thought that maybe trying another country would be more fruitful
5: than getting more American doors slammed in my face when I mentioned the show.
4: Hey, can, can I get back to
5: the interview, please? Sure. Sorry I jumped in here.
4: Man, I really appreciate you taking the time to check in with us because I know you are, you're all over the place and very busy, so uh, you take it easy, all right?
13: Yeah, i got to get back on the catwalk. I can hear them calling me, but uh, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to seeing everybody out here in uh, Washington, and uh, what a treat. Come on out to the parlor live and check out harlowwilliams.com and the Fallopio app. And the final thing I'll say to all of you before I go, you ready?
4: Sure.
13: Ow, I just threw my neck out. Oh, my God, i got to hang up.
9: Here's what I never
13: understood, smoking after sex. What kind of message are you sending to your lover smoking after sex? How does that work? You make wild, passionate love for a couple hours. You roll off of each other. She lights up a cigarette. You look at her right in the eyes and you say, hey, baby, how was it for you? She says, oh, it was great. In fact, it was so good, I I think I'm slowly gonna kill myself.
2: Spud Goodman Show. Some people like it.
4: Okay, so Gina, how am I doing tonight? How did I do? I should sail. A lot better
6: than last time. Come on, be honest. Uh, uh, I don't think you can handle the truth, Spud, so why don't we just change the subject? Well,
4: I haven't sensed you faking it tonight. It seems to me I have made you feel deep emotions. Maybe some emotions that you haven't experienced before, because I'm thinking this is very new to you, and you're maybe unable to process it right now. (laughs)
5: Hey, you know, Spud, I might not have fully explained the upside if we just tried the Roger Ailes approach to news here on this program for just a couple of shows. It can be easily adapted to any form of the entertainment business. He's a genius, and
4: we would be fools not to learn from what he's accomplished. What he's done is make real TV journalists like Candy Crow Andrea Mitchell and other legit professionals outcast now in their own industry how how can they survive career-wise after Fox has successfully turned cable news into a Victoria's Secret runway show come on man they got no chance Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't yeah. think Roger Sales is a is sexist
5: by any means. I, his male on-air staff also bring the same flavor to the table. You can't deny that this business plan has revolutionized cable news, and this little That's talk what show you call it,
4: revolutionized. Okay. Well, yeah,
5: yeah, and I think we could jump on that train, and who knows how far it could take us? You
4: know.
6: <laughs>
4: so, so you want me to use Steve Doocy or? Brian Kilmeade or 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 or, or Eric Bowling as role models, all that.
6: Good good call.
5: (laughs) Uh, Just keep an open mind here, Spud.
4: Uh, Okay, but where would we find? The answer is. I mean, seriously, where would we find any supermodels who would who'd want to be on some low budget talk radio show? I mean, if you really. Let's be real.
5: Yeah, no, 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 I'm I'm one step ahead of you. I I read that Roger has found news journalists in places you would never expect. Like uh, he hired that Nicole Glor on Fox and Friends after he saw her on a late night infomercial for a workout plan. Now, we can find these women, Spud. Just
4: let me reach out and find some potential talent for you to speak with. Well, I mean, I, I guess I guess I could at least sit down with them and see if they knew anything about the talk show business. <laughs>
6: Seriously.
4: <laughs> that's that's excellent. Listen, I'm going to start combing the area but for talent. just don't make any promises that we can't keep. Like, please do not tell them they're going to get to actually interview any of my guests. That's never, ever going to happen.
5: Uh, listen, I prefer never say never to anything related to business. It's served me really
4: well. <laughs> (laughs) Well, I don't have a good feeling about this, but whatever. I need have to wrap this thing up. I'm getting the word. Uh, Okay, I'm Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Once again, here is Blanco Bronco.
9: what they can't see You want to be what they are I know You wish, you wish, you wish But we're so wasted To dream what they can dream, you wanna be what they are.
2: have been listening to the spud goodman radio show the internet's last line of defense in the ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment the show is written and directed by spud goodman produced by david brenneman of rosedale audio productions original music by michael spots and tom harman executive producer is laurie madsen video director is tj pite Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. best of Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman show. This is the Spud Goodman post show report.
0: Hey what's up uh, World Wide Web people The name is Lawrence And welcome to the Spread Goodman Post Show Report I will be your host tonight Take in a look back On the first hour of What happened now, now was it boring Was it really boring Or was it maybe even Sort of entertaining You know these are These are the areas That I'm supposed to focus on As the host Super. Now with me This week Someone I, I just met her, her name is Gina And she's been a part of The Spud Show For the last few weeks And uh, now all I know about Eugenia is that that you have an awesome laugh. So no. Like, could you make sure that you don't laugh when I'm trying to make an emotional connection with the listeners? You see, it, it kind of kills the mood.
6: Uh, hello, Lawrence. It's nice to meet you. It would have been helpful to sit down and, and go over what we're supposed to do tonight. Uh, Spud just kind of said to go and laugh and fill up 60 minutes. Uh, did he give you any more in- detailed instructions?
0: Nah, uh, Spud, he didn't say much to me. I, I think he's kind of intimidated. Super. Yes, I, I don't know why, but I did hear he watched too many movies in it and he's scared of me now because of that but hey, by the way have you been to the joint? Hey, probably not huh? You know like hey, how about a home monitoring? You ever had an ankle strap?
6: Uh, yeah, No no I haven't. Uh So I, I hear that you are an ex-offender is that correct?
0: Yeah yeah that, that's an accurate statement. I, I did my time at Pelican Bay in California. I'm not proud of it but I ain't running away from it neither so now, of course I wasn't happy about losing those years being locked up and all but I did get a few things out of it, you know, like some cool tattoos and a Bachelor of Arts from Humboldt State University. Super. They let us uh, study online at the prison library, you know, sure, I missed the opportunity to, to pledge the fraternity and to go to the football games in the fall on on Friday nights and all, but, but yeah, no, nobody can take us away the degree I earned when I was inside the walls.
6: Uh, my uncle got a DUI a few years back. Yeah, I, I think he did a day in jail. My aunt, uh, his wife, was really mad. Uh, Super!
0: DUIs, there's no joke. Now, I don't like people driving around high, and that's what the bus is for. You, you, you get me, you feel me, you see what I'm saying? Uh, uh, anyway, why don't we introduce our panel uh, with us tonight? We got... Uh, <laughs> Who've we got on the
6: panel? (laughs) Well, I will try to keep my laughing to a minimum if it affects your on-air performance. Most really appreciate my laugh. Uh, It's a very vibrant and expressive laugh. I mean, Spud said it made him feel like he had some value as a human. All right, super. He wants me to come back again next week. Oh,
0: I don't mind you laughing. Look, look I, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. Uh, you, you go ahead and laugh whenever you want, okay? Really? Yeah, 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 sure. You, you go ahead.
6: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I do it again. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you feel better.
6: Yeah. yeah right.
0: Okay, then. Now. now let's say hi to, to Dave on the soundboard. Hello, <laughs> Dave. It's a nice laugh too. Yeah. Hey, uh, we got our engineer on one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he got a little bit of that cough there. Yeah. Hey, what's up now? Uh, now, nah, 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 Highlights. We got Derek, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, nice laughing. How about our interns, Trent and Anna? Where, where the interns? Yeah, there we go.
6: Making it work. Now, now let's
0: start off the music tonight with a band Spud found recently. They hail from Buenos Aires, Argentina, and they're called the Uptopians. And uh, I can't pronounce the title of the song, so it my bad. Hey, a- after that, we have a Seattle band that just got released with, a, uh, they just released a new album, I gotta say, a Sh- Strike Moose. And here is a song off it called I'm only nice to you cuz you are good looking and now, now somebody get played Let me do some clean up here, I got the 411, that was the Utopians, and the song was called Trastornados, and then before that, I, I wanted to tell you that was Jilly Rizzo, I wanted to give that a mention, the album is called Three Strike Musa, and uh, now I'm going to flip over to Blanco Bronco, that's all I guess we got today, let me ask you guys a question here, have you guys ever spent any time locked up, you know, state or county, anything like that? No. Yeah, oh, it's an experience, I got to tell you. Now, but now let me ask look you forward this. to it, though. Oh, yeah? It, yeah. Hey, hey, the day may come. Yeah, you, we'll, we'll swap some stories if it happens. Are
8: we celebrating jail culture?
0: Well, I ain't celebrating. I'm celebrating getting out. But uh, hey, right, it, super. Let me ask you this: When you were growing up, uh, did you did you dream of playing like the tuba or the French horn, or, or did you just settle for the drums and guitars as second choice? Uh? I settled, totally settling.
4: Yes. French
14: horn, as a matter of fact.
0: French horn, that's a bad instrument, right there. Badass, bad. yeah. I super.
10: I was a trumpeter.
0: Oh like, yeah, yeah. Now it comes out. What's your musical in- influences?
10: Herb Albert.
4: Super.
0: Uh, the flugelhorn master there yeah yeah now, how many pairs of underwear over the years that you had tossed that you either when you were playing live or even when you were rehearsing in the basement or anything like that um i think how many, uh, zero for pairs me pairs of
10: underwear do i own afterwards <laughs>
0: hey. three yeah that's a man who knows how to live on the cheap that's good that's right <laughs> yeah okay now you, you're gonna finish out with a song what's the last song that you're gonna play for us tonight here
9: uh, I think we call it Wanderback, but sometimes we confuse our own titles. So we don't really, uh, we're not really touched in ground with the, or based in ground or grounded
0: in reality. That's so.
10: that's short for Aaron Ken. Yeah, super for our song. Yeah.
0: I'm the sunspot Goodman of the band. <laughs> yeah, that's artist right there. Super. All right, kick it off for us, Blanco Blanco.
10: That's not the song. Yeah, so I'm not the only one.
3: <laughs>
9: ready. Yep. Dance here to stay, built to play. Well, let me kiss you just once. Somewhere, wanna come and have a fight? It's a night, yeah, fight. Well, let me kiss you just once. Somewhere. Here tonight Yes, might Well, let me she you just
0: Bud Goodman, post-show report. All right, all right. Now, we got our celebrity highlight this week. Dick, what you got for
10: First us? highlight of the night comes from the Adam Carolla interview. Now, let me ask you something. If you had the opportunity to, or would you at least see this as, you know, finally making it, like there's no higher honor than getting a chunk of space rock named after you?
0: Oh, I think that'd be pretty sweet.
10: Yeah? yeah well, it yeah. happened to Adam Carolla. Yeah, that Super. Goes.
4: Well, one last thing I was remiss in not mentioning. You have a freaking asteroid named in your honor, Asteroid 4535, Adam Corolla. How the hell did this go down? There's a
8: astrophysicist out of, uh, his name is Tom Burbine, and he's out of, I don't know, Yale or Harvard or something, and he's a big fan, and yeah. so he, he was able to name an asteroid after me, and... I told him, and it's official and everything, and I told him, Thanks, this is awesome until it hits Texas and destroys their civilization, and then it's gonna be like one of those Bruce Willis movies where like you know asteroid Adam Corolla is plummeting toward the earth, and it's gonna cause a nuclear winter and sudden certain doom, and then I'm gonna be the bad guy,
4: yeah, there, I guess there could be some negative career impact with that, huh.
8: Well, I mean, it'll be academic, because we'll all be dead. But for the weeks coming up to the point where we're extinct, it's going to be rough on Twitter.
0: Absolutely. Wow, yeah, I can, I, can, I can, yeah, geez. All
4: right, well, let me ask you a, a love line question.
0: Right, wow, having an asteroid named after you and then having to hit the Earth, yeah, that's a bad day, I would say.
2: Uh, an
10: asteroid named
2: Corolla the size of a Corolla could cause a lot of damage. Yeah,
10: it could. See, if I was gonna get something named after me in space, I'd want something small that couldn't cause a lot of damage, just so I wouldn't be held responsible. I for just, wa- I just want a pot strain named after me, man. They that, can, they can name the asteroids after everybody else.
0: You, you take a different. What if you, you could
10: like grow pot on an asteroid?
0: Well, then that would be cool. Then, then you could name the asteroid after me. Yeah. Now talk about getting way out in space right there. Yeah, yes. see you guys Super are thinking out of the A real space case That's there. That's pretty really clever there. <laughs> All right, now let's kick it up to some music again. We got we, we're going to start this one off with The Slater Kenny and their song "Words and Guitars," and then we have a guy who appeared on Spud Show not that long ago, Patrick Galactic, and his tune "The Dying Days of Lois Lane." <laughs>
4: Welcome our musical guest for this evening, Patrick Galactic, to the show.
2: Show report.
0: So we're going to roll another highlight here. Is that right, there
10: Yeah, this highlight. Uh, we're bringing back an old, uh, well, not super old, but an older segment that we did on the first hour called The Job of the Week. And uh, this week, Spud talked to a criminal defense attorney. And maybe you can kind of like help us understand something that, you know, maybe there's some similarities from up here as down there in California.
0: I'd like to check it out, yeah. The state really can't prove their case.
4: Hmm. All right. You know, I was wondering, when when clients are locked up in jail and they show up in court with a suit on, how does that happen? Does a men's warehouse or uh, someplace have like a deal with the county or state to provide free suits?
12: Well, uh, there's no deal. Most public defender's offices keep a a wardrobe of clothes in various sizes, and we often send people out to the Goodwill to to get them something in their sides but usually the family brings it into the jail and they can bring one outfit the morning of the trial they can come trade them in every morning
4: so you don't like have consultants that uh that you uh you know like go over the wardrobe and everything before you actually let your defendant be seen in court you you really no. well you know
12: we do have certain rules of thumb you know some people look so stiff in a suit you tell them not to uh because you don't want the jury to see them uncomfortable and think it's because they're lying so but you want to make sure they look nice a collared shirt slacks not jeans and decent shoes just just want to sort of try to fit the comfort level of your client and what you feel the jury would
0: think was appropriate to wear to
4: court just the basics like no stripes with solids and uh, or whatever <laughs>
10: so yeah a whole whole wardrobe
0: yeah you know they did line up something for me it wasn't a tan suit you know so we didn't have to worry about that but they did give me this suit it was it was kind of a big suit and a bolo tie so i it, i felt kind of strange and i i think it's the bolo tie the reason that
2: they put me away Hmm. Although I can see how a tan suit would prejudice the the jury especially if there were a lot of conservatives. In
0: oh the yeah, and I think there was a lot of conservatives there. You know when they started talking about that art and stuff they kind of turned up their noses cuz they wanted something simple and plain like like Michelangelo's David, and Leonardo Super. uh I'm I'm telling you, they put me away for that bolo tie.
10: Now did the suit smell like previous guilt sweat like could you smell the guilt from previous people that had worn that on i the could suit? smell
0: a little bit of guilt yeah i could smell a little bit of loss and i smelled an arsonist on there i swear i did has that yeah. smoky after smell you did have that not the kind of one we're like yeah i gotta tell you so all right now let's get back to some more music here we got a band that played live on spuds old fox tv show super drag uh, out of knoxville tennessee in their song phaser and then we have a band that also played on the show, the radio show here. Uh, this show last, this year, here is, a, is the album cut of Meth Lab by Shotgun Kitchen. Have something going on, Gina.
6: Oh, you got that that look in your
0: eye there.
6: Um, yeah. Excuse me, Lawrence, but uh, that guy on the soundboard is uh, motioning to us that there is a caller on the line now. Super. Uh, so, do you want to take it?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Good caller, you there?
14: Yeah, man, I'm here. I've been listening to you on this show for the past few weeks, and you say you're doing a hard time at Pelican Bay in Cali. Yeah. Call a hard time. I uh, I call that a free vacation. I had a tough uh, Walpole in Massachusetts. We didn't have Mr. Meat. You are bitching about the last show. I mean, we would have given anything for whatever kind of meat. Even that pink sign. But no, they mostly fed us cream or something two or three Super. times a week. Wasn't exactly wasn't exactly tasty, you know what I'm
6: saying? <laughs> Couldn't you have uh, just requested Boca Burgers or even better Morning Star Crumbles? They make a great addition to casseroles and pasta dishes.
14: Hey, man, what's with this chick?
0: The, the laugh and all.
14: Yeah, that. she shouldn't seem to have great chemistry with you. You may uh, be a little soft from your stretch, but it'd be nice to see you succeed with this gig. You know, uh, not many of us are on the air these days, except for on MSNBC.
0: Yeah, I, I thank you for your support. You know, maybe you could uh, email the station and put in a good word or two for me, you know? Because, you know, right now, I don't have a contract or anything, just a week-to-week deal.
14: Super. Well, uh, if you hope to deliver what the people want, you'll need to toughen up the stories about life inside, you know? Um, no one wants to hear about the, how low the thread count was on your pillowcase or if the conditioner supplied was for finer, color treated hair. Most people don't care about that crap.
6: A good conditioner is essential for manageable hair, though. It took me months to finally find a brand that works well for me. All right, super. What did they provide you guys in prison? An off brand, I assume. Yeah,
0: well, everything is an off-brand when you're inside, Gina. It's prison. It's not an extended stay place, you know. Hey, hey, Carla, I bet Walpole had hot water in the showers. You know, at Pelican Bay, we got used to showers being one of those New Year's Day polar bear kind of deals. You know, after a while we got used to it. And now, even when I take a warm shower now, it feels kind of weird
14: to me. Yeah, we had hot water most of the time, but a lot of us got you know, third-degree burns in the shower as the water would go from scalding to freezing in a couple seconds. Uh, and don't get me stuck on the hair gel at Walpole. Both of the time, we never even had conditioner. There are some really out of control here inside that place, man. Oh, man, Super.
0: yeah, you know, there, there should be some things that are basic human rights and a decent a decent gel or mousse should be not be up for debate. Uh, you know what I'm saying?
6: <laughs> well, I'm with both of you guys on this one.
14: Uh, you know what you should do is... Uh, a shout out to all the dudes who have uh, done time. I think I saw on TV last week there were 2.8 million people locked up right now in America. So you think about it, it's a pretty large audience. Sooner later, they're going to get out someday, right? It keeps getting bigger each year. You could be their Oprah, man. You know, I never thought about hitting on my peeps.
0: That's a good idea.
6: Uh, So are we going to do a prison call in show? That sounds <gasps> interesting. No, <Nah>, not <laughs> a,
0: a prison call in show. Gina, just talking about reaching out to an
14: audience, you know, that that is underserved. Hey, yeah, uh, I gotta go now. The wife needs you to run to Walgreens for some Airborne. I'll call in again sometime later.
0: Yeah, yeah, later. Hey, I gotta get me some Airborne, too, cause I think I'm coming down with a cold. Too, mm, really.
6: I prefer emergency myself.
0: Yeah, uh, well, you know, let's get to some music again here. We're gonna start off with a band from Peterborough, Canada, The Witches, and their song Grave Dweller. And then then we have the Northwest band, The Pickets, that's led by Christy McWilson and their version of Should I Stay or Should I Go Now? Enjoy.
1: And have no shoes that fit me. Yeah, you gotta let me know. Where well, should I cool it? Should I blow? It? Should I stay? Should I? Shoulda go now But shoulda stay shoulda go now But shoulda stay shoulda go now But shoulda stay shoulda go now But shoulda stay
2: This is the Spud Goodman post-show
0: report. All right, Derek, what have we got now?
10: So for our final clip of the night comes from the Harlan Williams interview. And in this clip, Harlan, uh, or Spud asked Harlan about kind of the the wild, free-roaming beast that, you know, actors and comedians can be, and uh, just kind of going along with your own lines and stuff, not sticking to the script all the time. Hmm.
4: All right. Super. Um, So uh, when you do the TV talk show circuit and you've done them all, Letterman, Tonight Show, Conan, all those, do they get pissed when you deviate from the pre-questions the staff run by you? Like, what happens if you go rogue and just start tossing stuff off the top of your head? Would you go to talk show jail or something?
13: No, I mean, in my case it's been uh it's been a good asset. They love it, especially Conan. I mean with Conan, I go off all the time but uh but every now and then you know it rubs them the wrong way. I did Letterman once and i I did a comment off the cuff and Letterman got kind of mad at me, and I think he ended the segment a bit early, but uh but uh, for the most part, they love it because my, fortunately for me, my off-the-cuff remarks are usually really, really funny. So they they make them look good. It makes the show look good. It makes me look good. So right, that's just what I do. I do that in most of my movies.
10: I guess that kind of helps when your off-the-cuff things are funny.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't know. How did he know he was funny? That's what I want to know.
10: I don't know. Maybe they didn't put the little applause sign up. So After they, he said something
0: like, and, and everybody then they just laughed. They didn't laugh. They just laughed anyway without yeah, the applause sign. Now, what laughter. about you, uh, Gina? You like to have an applause sign or a laugh sign, or you just like to laugh?
6: Um, it depends. If it, if it's like somebody who's funny or interesting, it's easy to laugh. But it's uh, it's like some people. You might just need a little signal. Well, you like, know,
0: what good. if I say laugh? yeah that's a nice laugh right there yeah that's a good quality laugh there all right all right have you ever considered you know
5: uh shopping your talents out to harlan williams
6: Oh, you know, I, sh- I should uh, definitely try to contact him. I- I'm sure that he could yeah. use a laugher. You
10: could like, yeah. Just follow him around. And he's much funnier him. than Spud. You know people have like hype so. men. You, can, you, can have, yeah. you can be his like
0: laugh woman.
6: Yeah. T- oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Follow around his laugh at everything he said. Except at a funeral. You might not want to do it at a funeral.
6: Uh, yeah, that's... Or maybe that some is, sobbing yeah, That could be awkward. Like, oh, yeah, I could do
0: that. Sometimes you can't tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah that works. All right. Well, I'll tell all of this you stuff way.
2: is incredibly funny.
0: Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm just, I'm in tears right now. The studio audience. Yeah, the, the audience, audience loves it. it. Great. <laughs> uh, thank you, studio audience. All right, now let's hear one more song here. How about "Think Not Think" and their song "Dreams." <laughs> Now, now, Gina, tell me this. Uh, how'd you like this? Did you like hanging out here on the post-show report tonight? <laughs> oh,
6: why, yes, I did, Lawrence. You know, for an ex-convict, you're a pretty nice guy. Oh, thank you. I, I hope that didn't sound wrong. I mean, you're the first. No,
0: no, no, I understand that. Like, see, you're pretty nice to me. <laughs> and, and you laugh that wasn't annoying as uh, as I thought I was going to be. You know, I was kind of concerned, but I got to say. I'm really starting to enjoy being a DJ on the radio. Now if my parents can only hear me now, they'd be Super. Pretty proud.
6: Oh, you lost your parents. I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh,
0: nah, nah. They're, they're both living in a, in a really remote island out in the South Pacific because they decided they wanted to retire there. No internet and, you know, nothing like that. No TV. My dad, he even threw the, the smartphone they had in the ocean last year. That is not super. And he said not he super. didn't need no cell phone anymore. My mom, yeah, she was pissed. But... Yeah, I guess she adjusted and all. You know, we write letters back and forth and all. It's nice to see a new handwritten letter from them each week or so.
6: I sent someone a postcard a few months ago. It was enjoyable. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, it's a nice mm-hmm. feeling writing a yeah. postcard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I like getting letters in the joint. Nothing like it. It's not the same getting email anymore. Mm. Uh, well, you know, let me let me thank our panel tonight. I'm going to start with Dave on the soundboard. There. I certainly
2: enjoyed participating in this week's production.
0: Uh we're always glad to have you, Dave. Appreciate the laughs. Yeah, and then we got on one our engineer.
2: Hi,
5: I
0: mean, bye. By and high, you can get a little both of that in there for you. Hey, Derek, thank you, with though, for those highlight clips and bringing those to us, sir. As always, you're very welcome, Lawrence. Oh, Super, we appreciate it. And Oh, we got to thank our interns, Trent and Anna. Yeah. Couldn't do it without him. All uh, right.
6: So, am I supposed to show up next week?
0: Well, I hope so. But, you know, you're going to have to talk to to uh, Ms. Madsen, our executive producer, about that. Because I think she's the one that makes those calls.
6: Oh, okay. Thanks.
0: All right. Well, let's end this show tonight with this little tune by the Pleasure Principal. Here is Lesbians on Ecstasy. Good night, everybody.
2: Ms. Pope, please report to the principal's office.
7: Ms. Pope... Ms. Pope. The principal's office,
15: Hello, Miss Pope. I've been expecting you. Please come in shut the door behind you
7: Cigarette Thing. You're safe here with me.
15: This is my high school. And it's...
2: Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, executive producer Lori Madsen, associate producer David Deer, live music production and broadcast engineering by On One. At the facilities of NWCZ Radio, audio highlights Derek Schneider. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.